Rhythm, a crazy podcast about DC, with your host E-Rock and PD. When we speak up, get your geeks up, cause you know you got to get geeked up. So sit back, relax, and get comfy. Lose your mind like Solomon Grundy, and listen to a show that won't be forgotten. Coming straight out of Gotham. Island of them all, Long Island. Welcome to another episode of Straight Outta Gotham, episode 127. We are a fandom pop culture podcast and a proud member of the Batman Podcast Network, hosted by BatmanOnFilm.com. Check out all the other great shows associated with this network by heading on over to BatmanOnFilm.com and clicking that podcast drop down so you can just indulge yourself in a buffet of fanboy entertainment. I am your co-host. Uh, I am from the other side of the Hudson River, senior contributor to BatmanOnFilm.com. I am Peter M. Barrett. Today we're recording on August 27th, 2023. And as always, we have a great show for you today. But I just want to remind you guys that if you take the time to rate and review the show on podcasts, that's Apple Podcasts, and we read your review on air, you just won a monthly prize pack. So please enter the contest. And now, let me introduce my partner in crime, Aaron Rodgers' new left guard and a Batman on Felt Jr. contributor, ladies and gentlemen, Eric, the Long Island Jet Holzman. Dude, if I was Aaron Rodgers' new left guard, they'd be in trouble. Well, if you've been uh, paying attention to sports radio, that is exactly the problem with the New York Jets is the offensive line. Eric, nah, if you can good. make the league, if you can make the league minimum on the offensive line, I applaud you. <laughs> Because it was good much last better night, than winning life. Did they win they, last night? I don't know. I was I was in the I was in the Yeah, I mean it's preseason, out. but Rogers played and they scored a touchdown and they looked good. I, okay. So, he looked good. Yeah. Who was the home yeah, team? Huh? The Giants Who was, were the home team. So the they had home team? Okay. And they do yeah. play in the regular season this year, correct? Yes, in October. Is that a before. jet home game or a giant home game? That's also a giant home game. God damn it, they got you twice this year. How'd that happen? How'd you not get one? Game? I didn't make the schedule. I don't know. Jeez, I don't know. No one respects but, uh, the Jets. No one respects the Jets. It's true. In this area, they don't get the respect. Are you Are you going to go? But, Would you go to the Jets Giants game? No. Um, Why is it is is MetLife that expensive? I might go. That's I that's kinda, a very New Jersey experience, by the way. I do, I I hate to say this, but I hate that freaking arena. I hate that. Well, stadium. it's not really the stadium. <laughs> I it's, hate that well, stadium. It's very, it's very boring. Don't yeah. I miss for those of you who are from the tri-state area? Giant Stadium, uh, it wasn't beautiful, but it was it was home. And even as not a Giants fan, I loved hanging out on the spirals with the smokers. <laughs> <laughs> well, it had, but yeah, like it did have personality because it was Giant Stadium. This thing, they tried to please both teams. And it's and, nothing. Yeah, it looks like it has a can. Personality. Yeah, it does. It looks can like it, lo- yes. it looks. Like, I think it actually looks like a can of sardines with like the wrapper taken off. Like it just looks like a tin. Yeah, There's no, it has no charisma. And it cost a billion dollars to make, and that's what they get, got. I don't know, man. It's I a shame. It. Every, it's a shame with the Meadowlands. The Meadowlands could have been like literally, I don't know, like an, an adult playground. It's like I don't know, AC or Vegas or something like that. Well, or just beers, sports, gambling, you know, there's a racetrack and like they just turn into a construction mess <laughs> with well, the, the American the, dream and everything. Yeah, that's part one. Are they ever going to do part two? Isn't there a second part to that they're supposed to finish? Dude, they've been doing this thing since 1996. I know. I know. There's a, 
YouTube documentary. I forget who did it, but if you type in like American Dream on YouTube or something, somebody will come up with like a you'll come up with like a good fifteen minute documentary that really it's just it it's that whole area just defines just political scum and insider bureaucracy. bullshit yep. bureaucracy and just it's it's everything that you hate about politicians and people with money and uh this is what you get a shopping mall <laughs> a ski slope and a football stadium well that was oh, that was part and, of the original deal though. arena that is now converted into a tv studio the isod center oh, I really center. it is yeah it's uh it's a converted tv studio now yeah uh, Queen Latifah, her last show was uh, was shot there. That's one of them. I know that off the top of my head. That's a that's a big place to be a freaking studio. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, if you think about it, I mean, it, it's perfect. I mean, are they shoot? Do they shoot things there? They shoot television shows there. Yeah. Okay. All right. It's that's a TV crazy, studio. Man. Mm-hmm. If you look crazy. it up, I, uh, I didn't Mr. even Mr. Heard, I talks heard. about it a lot. Obviously, he's a big he's big in the NJ Film Commission, television right. film commission. So, Mr. Yusuf, he, he he brings it up very often. But yeah, they shoot TV shows in the Izod Center. Hmm. Yeah, man, that was supposed that original the Xanadu project was supposed to be a huge deal. Supposed to be a huge undertaking for that. It always sounded dumb to me, even as a kid. I was like, why are we a ski slope? Why are we having? A, why are we building a ski slope? I'm sure it's fun. I'm sure, but it's like it's. It, it's just like you go down, then you got to go back up. I don't know. It's like it's a big it's like snow that slide. slide. It's, yeah, it's like the slide. Exactly. It's exactly what it's like. I, I stopped going on slides when I was like six. But I used to love those big slides that they had at the fairs. That the bumps and you go down. And yeah, this, you things. had to sit on the like potato sacks, so you would. Yeah, like, those things were fun. Uh, you still go on them to the day when you go to the Long Island Fair? If I haven't been, they had the one this year at Nassau Coliseum. I could have gone, but I didn't go. Uh, but they had the. I drove past it a couple of times, and they had the slide. I saw it. Any adults go on the slide? You guys find yeah, that adults go on. I mean, a lot of if you have kids, you know. No, a lot like of times well, you don't have kids. Would you just but, Eric, yeah? I go. I love that stuff. I love rides. I love roller coasters. I love all that. Oh, stuff. Roller coaster is different. I don't know. I just figure the slide's more of a kid thing. I'm very much. Well, I'm a kid at heart, so. I mean, uh, I love lemonade and funnel cake. So, like, I'd love to be there. Tiny <laughs> fair is delicious. So yeah. But it was, um, it's crazy that whole, uh, that Philly whole thing did it great. That's yeah. like the best thing about that. Their, uh, sports complex is like, it's all one spot. You just one gigantic parking lot Four different. Uh, I don't know if the spectrum's still around, but you had like at one point four different venues. Yeah. The, that's how it still is now. They have the four is the spectrum all around still each other. No, no, no. They have, I forget what it's called now. Wells Fargo center, I think. Oh, is that and then they doing? have, they built a new building. Then they have the Phillies Stadium, which I've been to. It was a very nice place. Yeah, they're um, both nice. I like them. Yep. So it's fun. But no, as of now, the only Jet game I'm going to is in Dallas when they play the Cowboys in three weeks from now. <laughs> I will be down I mean, there. Okay. For that, game. that would cost you a lot more. I feel so, like it costs you a lot more than it would just to get a go to Jersey. But you know, <laughs> do what you got to do. It's going to be fun. I'm going with some buddies. So it'll be fun. Go down you got to meet up with uh, Bill. He's, I believe, he's a season ticket holder. Yeah, I told him we we have plans. We're gonna meet up, so I'll see him awesome. when I'm down there. Should be a fun time, fun few days. So, didn't the court, Cowboys just trade for a new quarterback too? Well, they traded for Trey Lance. Dak Prescott's still their quarterback, but they traded for Trey Lance, who was the third pick in the draft. I remember that. Yep. So we'll see how that works out for him. That good old Kyle kind of crazy. Shane. Kind of cra- yeah, kind of crazy that that 
after everything San Francisco gave up for him, they barely even let him play, and they just got rid of him. But well, if he didn't get hurt last year, <laughs> yeah, it would have been his year. That's true. He would have had a, a full season, but stuff happens. I hope I I always feel bad when these kids get that stuff happens. So I hope uh hope he gets a good shot in Dallas. No, nope. as a number three pick, he's paid very well. Yeah, he is. His rookie contract, will, if he's smart, could keep set him for life. So you need to worry about it. But it sucks. Still sucks. Still sucks. So, what doesn't? Well, what's well? One thing that kind of sucked, uh, in a different way, <laughs> was the movie Blade. Twenty-five years ago, the movie that Blade came. Well, but the vampires did, right? So, right, well, that's why they died. Very. <laughs> <laughs> so and. I don't think the movie gets the credit it deserves. Um, and there's been a couple articles written about that. And of course we posted them up, but uh, it was kind of ahead of its time. And it was gritty before comic book movies became gritty. It was, mm-hmm. you know, it kind of set a template for what Marvel would become going on in the future, even though at the time Marvel was in really bad shape. I mean, there's been documentaries on it and with the 25th, you know, THR, we did, we posted an article from THR on it and uh, Richard Newby, who we follow, did a fantastic article on it, on uh, what happened and how it came about and why it kind of lost, it's lost its place. Uh, but I love the first two and I have a, I think the third one, while it's not a good film, uh, is very quotable. <laughs> So, but what did you think, Pete? I mean, you're you're a little younger than me. So, what did you think? When did you first see Blade? And uh, what's your take on the film? I think I'm with you. Blade doesn't get enough credit. I think it saved the genre because it's the first film. I'm if I'm not mistaken, it's the first comic book movie post Batman and Robin. So, like, I, as Batman fans, we know the lull of of movies that happen because of Batman and Robin. But it, it we're lucky it didn't kill the genre because. You combine Wesley Snipes and, <laughs> and Stephen Dorff in this really cool action movie, and you know all of a sudden you're like, oh, this is a comic book movie. This is different. This is weird. Like, okay, it's 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 ultra violent. You know, it's it's your typical like '90s action film. It's not like any other CBM that ever came before it. So it's totally unique. Uh, I I mean, I'm a huge fan of it. I, I love this movie. I love the first two movies. So I I really think Blade needs to. It should be higher up on the on a list of like everyone's favorite CBMs personally. Yeah, you're right. It did. It's, it definitely saved the genre. I mean, after this, we did get X-Men and then Spider-Man, the Raimi Spider-Man films. And, but we this kind of, a good run. yeah, this kind of opened the door again to that comic book movies and characters could be um, marketable in, in, in film. I didn't know that, this the development had versions of this movie with LL Cool J as Blade, Lawrence Fishburne, and even Denzel. That, that's interesting, right? Thank God it, it wasn't LL Cool J could not have done this. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I love LL, but I do not think he would have been right for this role at all. I don't either, especially the, at that point too. Like the he, Fishburne take would be interesting because, yeah. like, I go, I instantly thought of Predators and they kind of like that crazy Fishburne. Like, I, I feel like he would kind of play him a little crazy like that. Right. I don't know how Denzel would have done it. 
that's the thing. Like as great an actor as he is, and like he does the Equalizer movies now, which are excellent. It's other action films, and he's excellent in them. Even at his, he's over. The guy's over sixty. It's amazing that Denzel was like, okay, everyone's doing comic book movies. Can Denzel and Keanu were like, we're starting our own action action hero film franchise that no one's going to do since that's no one's done since the eighties, right? Like, <laughs> yeah, they're, they're throwback actors, which we love and appreciate. Yeah, but I mean, when you think about the character too he wasn't like a big name character, right? Like it blade was not a Marvel staple character that you would know. And See, the fact that they me, huh? watching the Spider-Man animated series on Fox in the mid nineties, blade was a big part of that show. Yeah. Like a couple episodes. So I knew of blade at an early age and I really dug the character. And this version of blade has a lot more in common. The, the cinematic version of blade is a lot more in common with the blade of that TV show than it does with like the blade of the comics as far as I'm concerned, at least the look at least, you know? Right. And the other thing that it did was it, it, even though it was the first time seeing him, it wasn't, it wasn't a true origin story. Yes. You learn about how he became, you know, the day Walker and what happened with his mother and everything. You learn that all through watching the film, but it doesn't give you that, you know, struggle, find himself. I'm a superhero moment. Uh, that we get in a lot of origin stories. So, it, it, yeah, a lot of what that movie established was a template of how we've how those movies have been made going forward. And uh, yeah, I mean, obviously now with, with the advent of CGI and with the, you know how people rely on that now to do these fantastic things, CGI wasn't at that point at that time. So the movie was very grounded, and I think that's one of the things that people love about it. It's one of the things that I love about it as much as I like. Yeah. As much as Even, I like these other movies that have come out since, the grittiness of it and the groundedness of it, I've always, always admired. Even Del Toro's part two. Yeah. You know, like, it just feels practical. Like, I just, I think CGI has made a lot of directors lazy. Or not, to, maybe not directors, maybe it's film studios lazy. Maybe they don't have to go out scouting for locations. They don't have to send people around the world trying to find, you know, like, they're like, oh, we can just put a green screen up in Studio Six. You know, yep. I just, it's maybe it's convenience, the more proper term, but yeah, like I, I, I miss like on location, practical set stuff like that. I, I do miss that in a lot of these films. Yeah. It's why it's even more noticeable now when we see it in a movie, like there are part, like the, just speaking of blue beetle, uh, Soto talked about how he, a lot of it was practical effects uh, in, and the suit was real and all that other stuff. He talks a lot about that. Um, when he talked about um, Blue Beetle and that movie just came out. So you're right. Like there's, it's kind of a crutch in a lot of senses too, of uh, the, the CGI. And I always will prefer practical effects. I think we all would. Uh, we understand why CGI is needed for certain things, but I think we all prefer practical effects. But yeah, this movie doesn't really get the credit it deserves when people talk about the, the Mount Rushmore of comic book films. Uh, if you want to, uh, for that, for, you know, that kind of reference. Blade is the defibrillator of the comic book genre. It literally <laughs> revived us. It brought us back to life. It gave us a second chance because coming out of Batman and Robin, the genre was dead. And, it was. You know, yeah. Nobody thought you can do those kind of films or that people were interested. Enough, oddly enough, Blade is a new line movie. So you have a, as crazy as may be to the, the younger generation, you have a Marvel film that was made by Warner Brothers. <laughs> yeah. 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 That's very true. I didn't even think of that. Too. Just so, 
Uh, yeah. Things were a lot different back in the day for Generation 13. I know you guys are new to this stuff. But. That was smart, too, though. New, new Line doing it was smart, too, because they're known for horror, and this has an element of horror in it. So, yeah. right? It was very yeah, smart. Remember, yeah. Mar- at the time, Marvel's selling off rights. They're trying to make money. They just filed yep. for bankruptcy. Yep. You know? they, they, they were the complete opposite of where they are now. Yeah. And it does bring up the character of Deacon Frost, the article, who who's the the main villain in the first one played by Steven Dorff, who was, he was really, really good in the film. Um, but I didn't know, cause I didn't read the book that the character in the books is much, much older and that he was de-aged for this. I didn't know yeah. that. Uh, so I yeah, mean, that was interesting. Did you also, do you also remember that our buddy from Gotham is in this movie? Yes. Bullock. Harvey Bullock. Yeah. Yes. It's, I, I didn't notice it until maybe a rewatch later on. Well, after I was watching Gotham. And I was like, "Oh my God, Bullock's in this movie!" <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he plays Quinn, the one who the vampire gets beat up and, uh, you know, yeah. sliced and diced, but not dead <laughs> by Blade. <laughs> but yeah, it's good. Uh, he was good at it, and there, yeah, there's a lot of a lot of really good stuff in this film. Chris Christopherson, like, yeah, I had no idea he was kind of like such a goody two shoes because the first my first real exposure to him was Blade, and he's just this you know, limping badass with a beard. And I was like, oh, he's, this is not who he is. <laughs> like, no. I was just totally like absorbed in, in West and in, uh, Whistler and his, in his, his gadgets and everything, you know? Yeah. The, that was another good dynamic uh, in the film. Uh, you know, the, the father figure that he had and their relationship, they mm-hmm. delve into that a little bit and, uh, it's just it's it has a lot in it for a comic book film. There's a lot of stuff, a lot of meat in the movie uh, for a comic book film, and and for a comic book film of this nature with vampires and and you know the Daywalker, it's just it's a really really good movie. I you know, I, I watch it. It's very quotable too. Yes, like you're certainly Wesley brings that up too. And now that I thought about it, if I'm going to give this award to someone, I might have to give it to Wesley. I think he might be my favorite actor who says motherfucker. <laughs> Even <laughs> ahead of Jackson? I know everyone gives it to Samuel L. Jackson, but I think I got to give it to Wesley Snipes. Motherfucker, <laughs> you out of your mind? <laughs> yeah. Well, in this, yeah, definitely. Like, the way, the delivery of the lines in this is fantastic. It's, like, he's, he's so good. I love... He is. He it, is. It, and also the thing, like, I mentioned it's... Wesley, this movie feels more like an old school action movie than anything else. It doesn't feel like a comic movie. It doesn't even really feel like a vampire movie. It feels like a just a good old fashioned action movie. And I was like, yeah. God damn, I miss these things. You know? Yeah. Like, even more so than the second one. This one feels really old school. Oh yeah. I mean the first one is definitely of of the three of them. The third because, one. Yeah. But but each one, like they had more money to play with. So they they added elements to it that took it less away from the grittiness that the first one had. You know, they added more elements to it. Uh, but still, it's I the third one, and I say this all the time, is that it proved that Ryan Reynolds could be Deadpool. <laughs> so that's, that's uh, you know, that movie is such a product of its time. Yes, you've got a franchise, it's probably one movie too long. You've got an aging superstar, you've got Ryan Reynolds coming up, and Jessica Beale. Like, it's such a product of its time. Yep, it is. But guys, let us know what you think of Blade, uh, because it's a uh, it's not one we talk about a lot. It's weird. We talked about it in our group because Justin is a big fan. Justin Kowalski is a big fan. Well, so we've talked about it. Matt Reeves' Batmobile, the Blades car. So. <laughs> so we've talked about it. But 
he uh, Richard's article mentions that like Marvel has the rights again, but they're not doing anything with it, but they are. So I don't know. Maybe he knows something we don't about that project. I know it's been delayed numerous times, but I we're supposed know. to be getting one with Mahershala well, Ali, right? Uh, the newbie article that was in ATHR. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. So I don't know, like, because he says he closes it by saying uh, Marvel has yet to take uh, Marvel Studios regain the rights, but has no immediate plans for Blade. And I pretty much thought that yeah that project was in development. Maybe, I mean, maybe it's in developmental hell. <laughs> well, it is because it's been canceled a few times and directors have been changed. Director, and, scripts yeah. been changed a few times. It's it's pretty yeah. much been the biggest hiccup of the MCU since ever, really since creation. It's yeah, gonna to, it's gonna be like their Flash, right? Like that's what it seems like. It's gonna be like their version of the Flash, where they just have multiple writers and directors, and yeah, <laughs> eventually yeah. they lay land on one. But you don't want to. You definitely don't want to miss out doing a movie with Ali as the character. So I think they'll figure something out. Uh, I maybe mean, I think. Jeez, I don't know. I, 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 I would love to see it, I, but it's gonna be tough. It's it's tough to top the first two Blade movies. Yeah, I mean, not, and it's and where they like also, anytime it's an MCU character or an MCU product too, you're always wondering, okay, how far are they going to go? Like where? Well, it, he's very violent, you know. Right. So that's what you have to think about as well. But I, um, I don't think they would change the core of the character. At least I hope not. Well, there's certain things I remember for the Fox show, like you know, he didn't really. There were like lasers and like vampires didn't suck blood. They 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 robbed humans of plasma. Like there were because Morbius was involved in that Spider-Man show, obviously. So like, I don't know if they would go that route. But um, also, don't forget this Blade series also spawned an incontinuity TV show with Sticky Fingers. Yes, remember that? Which which wasn't bad. I watched the. I think I don't know how many seasons, but I remember watching a few episodes when it first dropped because I was like really excited for it. And I like sticky fingers. <laughs> so I was like, this is kind of cool. And he kind of looks cool with it. He's bald. He's, I think sticky fingers has bald, but he has the head tattoos and everything. So it's similar. Um, I didn't think it was that bad. I mean, for like Spike TV in like what, 2004? <laughs> yeah, it's crazy that we've gotten two actors from the group Onyx. But there we go. There we have two actors from the group Onyx. Crazy. Uh- so for all you guys who complain about the CW and the lack of quality there, I was watching Blade on Spike TV. Kiss my ass. <laughs> I don't think I, I remember hearing about it, but when I heard Sticky Fingers was attached, I was like, yeah, I'm not watching this. I've never well, seen it. It's like, it's like, it's like you, cause this is at the time, this is before like guys like common, real common and, and, uh, and, and uh, what's his name? Um, Childish Gambino kind of like change. You know, cool. Did you a bit like, Oh yeah. Rappers can be actors, right? Like, he was like kind of it was in the early stages that like uh, i can't take you seriously you got sticky fingers <laughs> it's like yeah, i don't I, even know the guy's real name is i, call I don't either fingers. i just know that the fredro star was the other one from onyx who was who was act who acted he was in save the last dance and he's been in other movies okay um, but but yeah but like he's the only other one that i knew but he's not i wouldn't say they're good like they're, i don't know tupac <laughs> He's probably the best, right? He's probably the best of all. Uh, uh, Tupac all. is an artist. He's he was yeah. on a different level. Like so. Tupac can write poetry and hip hop at the same time. <laughs> yeah, I mean that if, <laughs> if we ever did a show on Tupac, it'd be a long one because it's he's he. Has I hear so he's not career. dead. That's what they say. Some people, you believe that. Yeah, but I don't know. But speaking of dead, Deadline 
and actually everybody, but the article I read from <laughs> Dude, <his> deadline. <laughs> uh, so yeah, there have been a bunch of delays again because of the writer's strike and the actor's strike going on. So Dune Part 2, which I know you how much you loved the first one. Oh, God. Uh, <laughs> Dune Part 2 has now been moved from its November 3rd theatrical release to March 15th of next year. Uh, I know a lot of people are upset about it. Um, I think the movie would have done well regardless whether it had promotion. I just think he's one of those directors people are going to go see. And if you like this specific ip has a you lot think of v- eyes attached Denny's to it that popular i think denny's that popular yeah really i do i think he's okay. a he's one of the to me he's one of the best directors out now that's, so that's not a question his ability is not a question but does the general audience flock to denny movies i don't know because that i guess that's fair about that's you know because blade runner didn't do so hot but that's true man, as talent goes there's not many more talented than him right yeah. so I know that there also have been rumors that things like Wonka and maybe Aquaman and the color purple uh, would be moved. But as of now, they're they're staying in their spots. So December fifteenth, happy Aquaman is not moving. You know, yeah, I can't. That movie's got to come out. You guys can't push that movie back anymore. If you push it out anymore, you might as well just send it straight to DVD. That's true. (laughs) Just stop. Just send it. Just let's go. Like I don't know what you're waiting for. I don't know what you're waiting for. Well, it's coming. It's... At, at this point, I don't even believe like CGI. Blah, blah, blah. Like, I'm, at this point, I'm just like, I don't believe you. Just put it out. I'm sorry. <laughs> and if I don't believe you, no one believes you. Well, it's, it is coming as of now. It's not, nothing has been changed or adjusted for those movies. But again, those are in December. So we'll see what happens with the strike. I'm hoping they all come to their senses soon. But Everyone says October, so it's got to be nearing. Yep. Right? So we'll see. Are you excited for this Wonka movie? I saw the trailer in front of uh, what was the last thing I saw? I can't remember, but whatever the hell it was. And I was like, I'm kind of into this. I think it look it does look good. I think the uh, but these kinds of movies to me now where they that are remakes of titles. I don't know. I don't know if like it's the, really a remake, right? It's a Wonka origin tale. Like they touched upon it. Tim Burton touched upon it a little bit too. Like I don't know. Like it's right. I mean. Really- it seems fresh enough to catch my interest. That's what I'm saying. You have Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. You have the Maybe Will- I just love the story. Yeah, and you have Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. Like those two, the first one with Gene Wilder is, is of course, um, an epic, legendary movie. Everyone knows that one um, with the Oompa Loompas and yeah, all that. One day uh, I'm going to watch that movie on acid. <laughs> One day. I'm just going to. I'm sorry. <laughs> and then Charlie was a little different. Everyone knows that performance, too. They all thought Johnny Depp's performances. Willy Wonka was crazy, and it was a little bit weird. Oh, I uh, love that one, too. I love Johnny so, Depp. But that's enough. And then now you have this one, which I feel like it's a combination of both of those in a lot of ways. So I guess we'll see. I think I'm just a fan of chocolate. <laughs> well, yeah. I'm a fan of chocolate as well, so if that's if we if they gave us chocolate to go, I'm I'd probably be right there in the front, like, hey, I'm there, let's go. I'm surprised but, uh, there's not like a real like Wonka Land or somebody making a music park out of this. I know that is kind of crazy, right? When you think about it. They feel like I mean, we have Legoland. Why can't we have Wonka Land? Uh, and it's an actual was, it's an thinking, actual candy company too. I was thinking if you have you have actually Hershey Park, <laughs> right? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you have a lot of great ideas that no one 
You can tell no one listens to our podcast because no one's stealing our ideas. <laughs> I know. We have to. How do we get these across? The how do desk? we get people to listen to us? <laughs> oh, maybe we should just spam their find their emails and spam them with our show. That yeah, would work. I think that who, might who work. They know? might get annoyed or just block us. But at, anyway, we gave it a shot. <sighs> so there were also some other things on here that I didn't even know were happening. Um. We talked about this a little before the show. Like, there's a Lord of the Rings animated movie coming out, and I have no had no idea. Is this like I like to call it the Batman book club effect? Like, I forget what happens in the books I read in the beginning of the month because I have to binge read the books <laughs> at the end of the month. <laughs> and I'm like, I don't we know. Even talk about this? Yeah. And what about the Godzilla and Kong, the new Empire? Was I knew that there was a movie coming, but I didn't know it was coming this soon. Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't know. Um, maybe because it just keeps, everything keeps getting delayed. I know. I don't know. But guys, I would just say, and I would, you know, kind of put this out there. We just that, talked about the Godzilla series on Apple TV. Right. That's why I was confused. I'm like, what is this? Yeah. But yeah. So, but yeah, I would, I would expect as long as this strike goes on, we're going to get more delays. Um, and it kind of sucks because of after everything that happened with COVID, I felt like things were kind of getting back on track and then this happens. So I don't know, but, uh, we will see. Uh, we'll see how this turns out. Uh, I'm ready for the next round of delays. (laughs) Nice. All right. Well, one thing that wasn't delayed, we touched on it a little bit, was Blue Beetle, and maybe it should have been if you look at the box office numbers. Uh, we all kind of knew this was going to be a tough thing, a tough road to hoe for the, the movie. The strike obviously, obviously did not help. Um, it did make, it made $25 million domestically, which actually pushed Barbie down. Um, so, yay, I guess, in that regard. <laughs> That's something that matters yay. to you. But it kind of just continues the streak of bad DC films. Well, I, we don't think they're bad, but the general audience isn't lo- loving them. So with Shazam, The Flash, and now this, it's three in a row that have kind of bombed. Uh, and I don't know, like, it's hard to really gauge why, except for the fact that, you know, these aren't beloved characters outside of The Flash. Um these aren't beloved characters, not known characters, and you're the studio's in transition. We're getting a new version. We're getting a new studio, obviously, as we talk about all the time. So how these films fit in and continuity because of the state of comic book movies now is a big thing for people. Obviously, it's hurting. We all think it's probably it's hurting these films that are coming out when we're in the kind of um, lame duck phase, I guess is the best way to put it. I just uh, don't get this. Like, did so. nobody? Like, did nobody go see Raider uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark because you had no idea like uh, Last Crusade was coming? Like, why does that? Why? Like, what are you waiting for? Like, oh, I can't go see this movie because there's no sequel. There's or it's not, like it just makes no sense. Go see the movie, enjoy the movie. I, I don't understand the audience. I don't. Like, I, I just I don't get it. I, I really I'm, don't. No, I'm with you. Like, I I've never gone to see a movie because I thought, well, a sequel's coming. Why are you or, thinking that far ahead? Right. Like, I just want to see the movie. And then if I hear they're making, if I like it and I hear they're making a sequel, then I'm like, oh, okay, I want to see the, how the story continues. I don't automatically think it's going to continue. But, and even in the state we are now with, with how comic book movies are and uh, 
you we kind of know something else is coming that's still not why i go i don't go because i want to see what's happening next i want to watch this movie for what this film is and whatever happens next i'll be surprised and for like something like blue beetle like i wasn't hyped up on it to begin with but then when i saw the movie i was really into it and i'm like I'm, i'm all about it now so like now i'm all for the sequel but it's only because i went and watched the movie and really dug it right so the fact that it wasn't this movie wasn't didn't have a huge budget so it still could turn out that at the end of its run, it's profitable, kind of like the first Shazam, mm-hmm. uh, which turned out to be profitable. So it's possible that that happens with this film. I'm hoping that more people go see it. Uh, I, I think there's so many things involved now, and not only what things I mentioned, but I think the 45-day release is an issue. Um, 45 is it still days, going on? It's still that, yeah, for now. Yeah. How, long is that, how much longer is that going on for? I don't know. I know they're supposed to go back to 90 at some point, but I mean, what? The Flash just came out, right? Yeah. So that was about 45 days. So I don't know. It's kind of a crazy, uh, it's kind of a crazy thing. That exclusive window, but it's, it sucks because these are, they have been, they are good movies. I mean, yes, there's problems with them, but they're still overall beginning to end. All three of them were good movies. And to have this happen, it just sucks. Like, I don't know how else to say it. I'm with so, you, man. I'm, I'm very confused. So, yeah. And it kind of makes you wonder, like, obviously, for, for superhero fatigue is a thing. I'm going to, we have to acknowledge that. It definitely is a thing. There's way too many movies that people can well, see and choose from. Blue Beetle need to be made. Yeah, you're right. Like, you, the but problem was Blue Beetle even going into production to begin with. Is Blue Beetle that obscure of a character that just don't even bother touching it? No, and that's fair. That is a I fair. Lump, like popularity wise, I lump him in there with Shazam. Like, is he a, a, a character that really deserves a movie? And that's coming from three movies I really did like. Yeah, and I mean, and Shazam was a little bit more known. Uh, he had a cartoon at one time live action show not actually so yeah so like there was people knew him a little bit more this character unless you played you know unless you're really into comics or you played injustice (laughs) you really didn't know who he was and And it's it makes me think about the mcu like was it just that mcu had that one specific infinity stone story that everyone just really latched onto and it kind of that was the connecting tissue because like post Infinity War or post Infinity Stone saga, whatever the hell that thing, stupid thing's called. Everything seems to be, everyone's like, oh, this is crap. Outside of Guardians. <laughs> to be honest, no, honestly, like No Way Home and Guardians are the exception. Everything else, everyone pretty much considers crap, right? I like, think Shang-Chi, I think people enjoy. Shang-Chi's pretty good. Black Panther was, it's okay, but it's still, I don't know, it's, it's weird because T'Challa's not in it. Right. It's a weird movie. Um, but like, nothing catches the, the hype of those first first phases first couple phases right oh no i think well, maybe, the... it's, maybe it was just that story you know because like you're looking at it now because they're they're a bunch of a bunch of other like secondary characters and maybe now people are just tired of those guys too like i don't know no i think that story obviously was a driving force behind those movies doing well yes i totally agree with that the, knowing that at the end we were going to get that story that most people knew if you read comics or they did such a good job as well of plotting it out um, yeah, so it, once that ended, all that emotion that people are like, all right, this is done. And they're, of course, going to continue because they want to continue to make money and, you know, they have stories they want to tell. But 
it's it's slim pickings at that point of people who are going to stick with it. And yeah, they haven't. Uh, it's, okay. I think it's, it's if clear. You from a DC standpoint too, is like, is Superman even worth a character that deserves a movie now? Like, how many Superman movies have to bomb before we realize like no one wants to watch this shit? I'm just saying, like, I want to watch it, but does anybody else care? I think Superman is one that you can keep taking shots with because just because he's Superman, like you well, can keep. It, yeah, but the last successful Superman movie was in 1982. I don't know. I think there's different levels of success. I I'm pretty sure. I think Returns did well in the beginning. Uh, if I remember, it did well correctly. enough to cause a reboot. Like that's what I'm saying. Like it's like nothing. Like no, nothing since Superman two has been worthy of like. Okay, this we're definitely sequeling this. Like <laughs> like. But I also think returns, people they canceled. Then you get to Man of Steel, and then they flip flop everything to make BVS, and then there's right. the Justice League debacle. I do. Well, I of course we know that was a bad decision. Looking back, they should have just stuck with Man of Steel two and. Yeah, you know, Aquaman story. is a huge hit overseas. Wonder Woman is Wonder Woman's an icon. So, like, but then again, her second movie didn't do good. Like, I well, that no was COVID. Movie. That was also during COVID. So, yeah, but not a lot of people talk positively about it at all, though. That's a thing. Like, I don't. That's even, true. I can't be like, oh well, like, yeah, B- BVS is twenty seven percent, but it made seven hundred million in like two weeks. You know, like you could at least like try. You could like zaddy spin it to like try to positively do it that way. But like well, Wonder Woman, yeah, like, but she look at, Yeah, but look at Suicide Squad, Squad too. Right? Same thing. Yeah. Suicide Squad, the first one, didn't wasn't critically acclaimed, but it made a ton of money. So mm. people liked it. Yeah. Uh right. So I mean there's there's examples of the unknown characters working in DC. Like I said, Suicide Squad is one of them, even though I think the fact that Joker was in it. Uh Joker and Batman, yeah. But then again, yeah. that wasn't enough to save the flash either. You know, you had, you, had, you had two Batman. I just don't know what these people want to watch. Is the brutal is the brutal honesty? Like, yeah. I could never be a Hollywood executive because I would I wouldn't know what to green light and what to cancel. Well, that's the other made. thing. That's the other thing because a lot these movies apparently are doing well in screenings, but like the Flash was doing Aquaman. Aquaman shit. Aquaman two has been shit from day one. Apparently, we don't. Yeah, but those who screenings knows? everyone hates it. <laughs> but who knows what the work they've done on it since then? I get it, but you can't talk about how people <laughs> like movies and screenings. No, no. I'm just saying like The Flash. We knew – we all we heard was good things and that people were loving it. And other true. actors were loving it. And yeah. Stephen King loved it. And all these – you're like, oh, wow, this movie's going to be a huge hit. And look what happens. Like it's – I don't know. It's hard to put my finger on it outside of the fact that there's a number of factors and – and the other, the last one being, and probably the most important, people are just more judicious on how they spend their money. And that's not something we can, you can quantify at all, really, unless you know people's financial situations, and we don't. So I don't even know don't my know. financial situation. <laughs> it fluctuates, right? It fluctuates. Yeah. But yeah, so it's tough. It's a tough time to be making these films in. And. Uh, we'll see what happens going forward. I, I have hope that with Gun and Superman Legacy that things will, will turn around. I am hopeful. Uh, and one of the reasons why I'm hopeful is because of Superman and Lois. <laughs> because I think that show has shown that people do want to see the character. Uh, and people like the character. Now, Superman and Lois obviously is a very different take in a lot of ways. It's a different type of Superman too. So it's that's been, I think, part of the allure. But 
we did get news that this next season might not be the last one. So we all were happy that it was getting a season four, but apparently, uh, you know, it, we might get more. All I know is this seems to be a CW TV show that everybody loves. It is. Everybody loves it. And good, because you know what? It's, uh, like you said, it's, it definitely broke from the mold. You know, it definitely feels more like a, a family, not a sitcom, but like what, a fam- uh I'm trying to, like, I don't know what, because it's not funny. But uh, drama, I guess, is is the proper term. It kind drama, of feels yeah. more like that, yeah. That, you know, it, it's definitely different. But again, like they shortened the season to ten episodes. They've cut the majority of the cast. I don't know what they're gonna do. Like, you know, the yeah. Irons are gone. General Lane's gone. The only thing, the only people I know who are back, the Cushings are gone. Um, are Superman, Lois, and the boys? Like that's the yes. only people I know who are back. So. We're going to get a whole new cast of characters for the next season. Oh, and Lex. Lex is back. Yeah. I, we don't they, know if we'll Bruno. I know. They're gone as um, as regulars. They will be back on the show, but they just won't be part of the regular cast. At least that's how it was explained. So, so what does that mean? We'll they get one episode? There's only 10. Like, I can't, you know, so we'll see. They'll save it all for the finale. Yeah. But that could be why, too. Maybe they're treating because the article does say, like, if it's profitable, we can continue. So maybe they're just trying to see, you know, let's do this season four with 10 and see if it's profitable. If it is, then they can continue on and maybe bring some of the cast back. I don't know. But uh, it is good to hear that, uh, that even if, you know, the state of super, the way things are in the CW, that this show is at least something that they value. The uh, the super part of the CW has been the most successful supers since Christopher Reeve, I'd say. Yep. You know, uh, maybe maybe Dean Kane. I'd probably say Dean Kane. Yeah. No, that's <laughs> yeah. Right. Was, that's a TV show that sounds. was beloved. Yeah. So it's got to be Dean Kane. Dean Kane. Yeah. So that was probably the last beloved era of Superman. Dean Kane. Then I think this era qualifies. It's very small because I. I do think people are just like, what? Superman, who's this guy's not Henry Cavill? I, I think, I still think people are idiots overall. Like, you know, like they just like, I don't get it. Like, it, it's like, it doesn't just sit down and watch. Who cares? <laughs> like, I don't know. I know. No, I mean, it's like, right. do you, if you come, if you come at like a football game at, at halftime, do you just, ah, oh, I missed the first half. I can't watch the rest of the game. Like, no, you don't do that. You know, like, That's I'm sorry. True. It's like I, I just I get so fed up with people like I understand the continuity. Well, like, were you around for Super Bowl one? No. Well, then don't. Then you can't watch the rest of the Super Bowls because you weren't there for the beginning. Like, see that, that logic doesn't make sense to me. Like, just you can watch it. It's present. It's in the day. Like, watch it, read it, whatever. Like, just sit down and put in the time. Yeah, especially now too, when you can. It's so easy to find the older episodes or whatever if you wanted to catch up. Yeah. yeah. It's so much easier to do now. Like that's kind of you're right. It's kind of like a cop out when people say that. It's very true. So, all right. Well, Batman is always marketable. Batman people always will come to see. Uh, Unless he's paired with the Flash. (laughs) In solo outings. Let's put it that way. In solo outings, people will come to see Batman. And uh, one of the more controversial early Batman films, I would say, is Batman Returns. Uh, you know, the Batman 89 was fantastic and everyone pretty much universally likes it. Returns is one that was much more Tim Burton 
and I don't know if it landed with a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Uh, it depends I know on the Bill day. Loves it. <laughs> it depends on the day for me. There are days, there are parts of the movie that I love, I think are, are great. Uh, some of it is stupid to me, but I can say that about a lot of movies I like. So, you know, whatever. But I think one of the things that most people love about both of those, the, the Burton movie, Bat movies, is Gotham. Uh, you've talked yeah. about it many times. Uh, how much you uh, you like the the set, the Gotham sets from the first two films. Mm-hmm. Um, well, one of the most more iconic scenes in the second one uh, was Oswald's entrance and the explosion. Um, yes, the, the Shrek masquerade party. Yes, and apparently that was a record for explosives. <laughs> Yeah, Which go, I didn't even under, know there was a thing. Like this was something that they There's a Guinness World Record for everything. What are you talking about? I know, but yeah, guys. So it was a record-setting explosive um, scene, and they talk about it. There's an article in on Slash Film where they talk about we posted it for you guys. They talk about the making of it. Uh, talk about you know talk to all the people in the making of it and how it came to be and. There's a book on this. You guys can read it. So the special effects supervisor and the special effects foreman talking about it. And they said the only way this scene would really work is if it looked like the floor itself drove the people up into the air. So the stunt people had a great idea. Let's get as many people in there as we can. Hook them up to ratchets and cables and yank them into the air when the floor goes up. Sounds amazing. Yeah. And I mean, when I think about the scene now in my head, huh? Sounds like bungee jumping. I know. But man, they, they they explain a little more. They explain what they use for it. They, they used half inch tempered glass for the dance floor, which would easily support the the stunt and the, the people. Six feet underneath them, they placed eight to twenty inch conical mortars, so that's things that are going to blow up, obviously. Uh, then they had a couple of black powder bombs, create a little bit of smoke in the area after the floor goes up as well. Um, just sound listening to them explain it. You guys can read it. It sounds like it would be expensive. Uh. But it's man, one, one and done. You gotta do one. You can only do one take because you yeah. really gotta you gotta rebuild the entire set. Yeah, <laughs> rebuild the set and re and then rebuy all the explosives. Um, I never realized. Like I rewatched the scene not too long ago. Uh, after I read the article, I was like, oh my god, there are millions of people just flying around. It's true. I, I take note of it. Like I always knew people like, oh, okay, yeah, they they kind of jumped up. But I was like, yeah, there are a lot of people up in the sky right now. <laughs> so it's kind of fun to rewatch. And then Oswald makes his grand entrance in the duck, which is always pleasure and i have a new like uh, when it when i hear about these things that these stunt people do you kind of gain a newfound respect for them every time like this is they literally are risking their lives i would i would love to be a stunt man for anyone but tom cruise <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, well because then it's like you don't do anything he does all his iron stunts himself you haven't seen the new mission impossible right no oh man that that scene where he rides the bike. You've seen the scene, and it was in the was it um, six where he's like hanging off the side of the plane. I was like, this guy's dude. crazy. Yeah, that was the Isn't other. That worth yeah. is nuts. <laughs> yeah, and then there's the one when the I think it's either two or three where he's climbing the doing the rock climbing. Mm-hmm. That's another one. Like the latest one had him on a motorcycle, right? He did a motorcycle. yeah. He go he drives off a cliff, and then he has one of those wingsuits. And he's just falling down. Hey, dude, it's an amazing shot. And then when you th- when you hear, you know in your head, like, that's not a stunt guy. It's him. Man, 
there's not a there's no actor out there there are probably more who do their own stunts but i can't think of one that put literally puts it all on the line for his movies like he does it's fantastic but scientology baby oh well that's a totally different topic (laughs) (laughs) oh geez yeah so one of the one of the projects that we have coming from uh the mcu is the thunderbolts and this one i'm actually very very interested in uh i like these it's kind of like their suicide squad Mm. um take on the suicide squad so there was an article on screen rant recently where um jake schreier talked about the movie he said it's going to be something different um he can say i can can't say what it is but i can say that there's something different and i think that again when you look at something like beef which is a movie I think that he did. Mm-hmm. There's a specific specificity character that then makes the whole thing feel more universal because it comes from something so personal. I think that's some, that's something that was exciting about Thunderbolts is it's not a sequel. It's a new story and it's a set of characters that maybe we've met a little bit in the MCU before, but this is a very new take on who they are and what brings them together. Probably not what people are expecting from it, but I guess I can't really say any more than that. So... It's a pet peeve of mine when the director says, this one's different. Because it's like, <laughs> it's not different. It's it's not. Probably but, not. Okay. You're right. It's probably yeah. not. I, the, only, um, the only one I'm actually giving a pass on it is uh, what's her name for the for the Marvels. Because I'm like, this actually looks different because this looks like a slapstick comedy. Nia DaCosta? Yeah. I was like, this one actually, I, I'll give you credit. This one actually doesn't give it. The rest of you are all full of shit. <laughs> Well, I love. But the I am cast. looking forward to it. I yeah. agree. Harbor, Pew, uh, uh, fake Sebastian Mark Hamill, Sebastian yeah, Sebastian Stan. Like I'm all for it. You know, Task. I even enjoyed Taskmaster in uh, yeah. in uh, uh, what, Black, I was Widow? Black Widow. So like, cast. I mean, I'm totally in, totally in on this. You know, totally in on this. Yeah, I mean, Harrison Ford's in it. Um, Stephen Young's in it. Uh, Why don't I dream about Harrison Ford? <laughs> So yeah, so this is a this is a project that I'm really looking forward to. Uh, I loved um, what's it called, the Red Guardian. I loved Harbor as the Red Guardian in Black Widow. So yeah, so and Pew of course is fantastic. So yeah, I'm really what was looking that movie he to referenced that. earlier on when he was comparing it to the other movies. What was that movie he first referenced? Who, but beef, beef. You don't want no beef. Eric knows about beef. <laughs> You're an idiot. Anyway. You got a couple beefs. Eric's got a couple beefs out right now. I don't have any beefs. There's no beefs. Uh, listen to our last episode, Susan Sarandon. <laughs> <laughs> no beef. Just I don't want to watch her anymore. That- <laughs> <laughs> That's it. It's Bull Durham or nothing. <laughs> That's it. I, I don't like to. I mean, she's a she's an Academy Award winning actress that I just I can't stand watch her anymore. Uh, but so we had a little. There's also uh, switching gears a little bit to video games. There's also a little bit more insight for the RoboCop game. Uh, oh my god, dude! I watched that gameplay trailer. It looks mm-hmm. incredible. It really I'm does. so ready for this. I'm so re- unbelievable! I want to murder some people, like well, criminals, with a in a law enforcement fashion. <laughs> I don't know if you get to shoot anyone's dick off in this, but I'm gonna um... try. <laughs> Man, that seat is still still scars me. But I... <laughs> my, my buddy Toby has a great TV, sh- a great teacher, and says. Remember that scene where Robocop somebody some, shot somebody in a dick? 
But yeah, guys, if you haven't seen the the new trailer for the movie, for the sorry for the game, see, I'm saying movie because it really does kind of look like one. It kind of does feel like an animated movie. Yeah, yeah, but definitely check it out. Uh, the game looks like a lot of fun. Um, um. I, I still need to buy a next-gen system. I keep saying this, but I still don't have one. This will be the game that I buy a next-gen system for. Yeah. This will be I, it, because I really want to play this game. Gotham Knights didn't do it for me. I'll no. end up buying that anyway. But I, this game, I will buy an Xbox Series X for. So, yeah. Haas, there you go. <laughs> if anyone has a discount at Best Buy, I'd like to order it from them, too. Just saying. I wish, I wish Microsoft was still doing the the trade-in thing like if you trade in your old system they give you like four hundred dollars towards the new one that's what they did for uh for me when i got my xbox one really they gave you four hundred dollars for your 360 it's up to a certain amount yeah so i think it was like four hundred dollars i got i uh, i don't know really that i I always keep them i never get rid of them the the last system i sold i sold my playstation 2 to buy an xbox Hmm. well i had two because i won the star wars xbox 360 so that one I kept. I still have that one. Is but, it still uh, in the box? You use it or? No, I don't use it. It's in the box. But like you turn it on, R two D two is the is the base. So he it beeps like him, and oh, cool. the the controller is uh is gold it's like C three PO and has very Holzman. Very Holzman. Yeah, it's definitely it's very much me. Uh, <laughs> it is. It's very much a me system. Uh, but I won Ooh. it through. I could tell the story. I won it through the the brisk the Lipton brisk. Uh, that's brisk baby yeah that iced tea they were running a contest and they're like oh submit so i did that was the sweetest iced tea ever made yes by like a a coke soda company yes (laughs) so much dump sugar and and now they have like all these different flavors of it too it's crazy like all these weird combinations i don't drink it anymore but i just i've seen the when i go shopping i've seen them but yeah i didn't think anything of it. And then they sent me this email saying, hey, you won. All the, and I was like, get the hell out of here. I didn't win. You thought like, it was spam, didn't you? I, yeah, I thought it was. And they sent me another one. They were like, oh, you still haven't claimed your prize. So I'm like, maybe this is real. I put in my information. You are and so lucky they followed up on you and didn't just go to the next person. I know. I know. But yeah. That's great. I still so, actually have my 360. I Believe it or not, the game I play the most on it is Superman Returns. That game was fun. I love fighting those Metallo robots. I, I just do, I love flying around the the mountain island city of Metropolis. It's I I still enjoy it. And uh, oh, uh, Rise of the Manhunters, the green the Green Lantern game. I still play that. I just remember playing that, and then I think was it Iron Man two on there. I think it might have been when Iron Man. I want to. First, you know, this is really kind of like piqued my interest in buying like old crappy video games of superheroes. I may hit up DK Oldies and see what they have. It's a cool retro video game store online. Uh, I think it's dkoldies.com. You give them a plug because I love their stuff. So I may see what they have online and and, and buy stuff because I just don't. I'm don't itch. It's, it's probably definitely my age, and I don't have kids. If I had kids, I'm sure I'd play video games a lot more. But I just it depends on the game. Like uh, right now, I'm really into the show. You know, like I'm having yeah. fun mostly because I think I'm a better GM than Brian Cashman. Like my <laughs> my, my my Yankee team is like one on one and four right now. Unlike his, who was under five hundred. One on one and four. Yeah, like I'm pretty good at the show. You know, I'm not playing at like all star level, but like, you know, sometimes I score twenty one, sometimes I score three. It happens. One on one and four. That's so. <laughs> that's so unrealistic. 
well, that's because I play every game. I play like three, four games a week, you know, and like I'm, I'm, I'm pretty close. I'm like a week behind the regular season. So like I'm, I'm, I'm currently in Atlanta where the Yankees just got swept down there in Tampa. But like, yeah, like I, I play every game. Who's the game on the that, team? I need to, who's on your team? Uh, my left fielder is Stephen Kwan. Mm-hmm. My center fielder is Harrison Bader. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have Judge in right field. Uh, third base, I rotate uh, DJ LeMahieu and uh, Evan Longoria. I have okay. Uh, okay. Well, he Evan Longoria is an old man. He's just my favorite player, so I traded for him. I got rid of Donaldson. <laughs> um, uh, my also- catcher. Yeah, so it's like, they're kind of equal. Um, I have Gary Sanchez and Jose Trevino as my catchers. Um, I guess I brought back Gary Sanchez. Uh, Rizzo, I traded Glaber Torres, so I have Peraza playing second base. Uh, Stanton's my DH. Who's short? Um, um, what's it called? Um, Volpe? Yeah. Volpe's your short short. So, like, I didn't – oh, no, no, no. Volpe's still in the minor leagues. I traded for Willie Adamas. Okay, well. So that's I, a pretty like, good, that's a pretty good it's, team. But it's not like I'm like, oh, Mike Trout. No. Like, I, didn't, I didn't go crazy. Like, it's like, it, this is like an actual baseball team. I have guys who could steal bases. And your rotation? <laughs> your starting rotate, your uh, rotation? Uh, I have, it's, Garrett, it's Garrett Cole. It's Carlos Rondon. I trade uh, Torres and Severino for Walker Bueller. So I have Walker Bueller on my pitching staff. And, uh, uh, I use Clark Schmidt, Domingo Herman, and uh, Nestor Cortez like rotate the bottom three. All right, so, so you didn't, it's not that yeah. much different to be brutally honest. Yeah. It's just yeah. I'm playing a computer. Yeah, <laughs> no, like you and like you said, you didn't make like this these ridiculous trades to get all the best players. No, it's like what is like what do the Yankees really need? Contact and speed. Oh, Stephen Kwan. <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm already a better GM than Cashman. Well. Yeah, too bad he's not going anywhere. He no, everybody. I would also love that type of job security. I would love, like, I was telling my buddy Frankie at work because we were complaining about somebody. And I was like, I'd love to be get one of these jobs where I can just fail and still get paid. <laughs> like, where are these jobs? How well, can no. I be completely incompetent and make at least, like, 150 a year? But it's only <laughs> him. Like, no other uh, GM... Most of no, the GMs well, and GMs. But I'm just like you, you. You totally know and work with people that are like, you don't deserve that job or that paycheck. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, like oh yeah, you work with those people. Yes, I yes. So it's, failing upwards. I wonder how it happens and how it works. Does not happen with me. No, <laughs> that's that's why we're here, sitting in the dark talking about cartoon characters. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well. We don't, we're done for this. Of, we're not getting laid. <laughs> yeah, you speak for yourself. I'm not. Oh, I forgot Sally Testerberger. Oh, Eric Holzman. Oh, I, she, she keeps calling me and Hoss about that uh, your Star Trek themed birthday party. I'm like, I, I'm like Sally. <laughs> it's Star Wars, but she doesn't. I don't think she gets it. She's a general audience, but I don't know. As long as you, as long as you're hitting it, all that matters. Oh Jesus. What? Anyway, <laughs> is it that time that we go off the rails? Yes, it's time for us to go. Ooks, <laughs> is uh, be with you. It's time to end this one. So, Pete, <laughs> let them know where they can talk to you and all your other uh, well, stuff. I'm pretty sure on. Justin's turned this one off, and Oliver's not listening. So, 
you can find me on social media, uh, X, Twitter, Mastodon, Facebook, Instagram, at Pete Illustrated. Oh, and Vero, Zach Snyder's favorite platform, of course. Vero, we can't forget about that. Um, follow this podcast, podcast you're listening to right now, Straight to Gotham, at straight underscore O underscore G on both Instagram and Twitter. Please join our Facebook group and follow our Facebook fan page because there's a lot of stuff going on there. Eric is very active. There's a lot of Star Wars talk on there. I know you guys are starving for Star Wars talk. It's all happening in the Facebook group. So why don't you actually join the Facebook group? That's as long as it's done in print and not on the show. That Eric's flexing his muscles like I care. <laughs> well, I'll talk. I, I will start talking about Ahsoka right now. I don't even know what that means. Is that like a pizza topping? Anyway. <laughs> You can follow my Spider-Man theme podcast at Italians for Spidey. A new episode will drop this month. That's fun stuff. Uh, at Team Yellow Oval is fun. I'm on BatmanOnFilm.com and Batman on Film YouTube everywhere. So check that out. I've got a couple podcasts on that feed. I've got a couple reviews new. Um, and a monthly on Brian, Brian Lauer. That is Ryan's cousin. Brian Lauer's The Batman Book Club. So <laughs> you can follow me all over the internet. No one's busier than me because I'm not a freaking fraud. Yeah, Pete is all over the place lately. That's I have right. to say, he's got a lot of lot of um, material, a lot of material out there. So it's good. And that comes from someone who says I need new material all the time. Yes, when it comes to some of the jokes, man, you need some new stuff. That's all yeah, well, that's that's why I have Susan Sarandon. It's the same joke. It's just recycled differently. What no beef? No beef. Just just wait till next month to find out who it is. It'll be Thibodeau. <laughs> Yo, that's that's that one that that's continual. That that just keeps going. That, There's another beef. That's yeah. That I just like saying beef like Leno. It's just so stupid. Yeah. Well, that actually is that's a good segue because I'll start there. I normally start with my own personal uh, accounts, but no, I do do a show on the New York Knicks. Um, Pete brought up Tom Thibodeau, their coach. So yeah, it's called All Nicked Up. It's every Wednesday night at eight thirty Eastern time. It's a live stream that I do with my buddy Ty and and Joe. Three guys, three Knicks fans just sit out there talking about the team and what's going on. Uh, the Knicks have two guys, three guys, actually, if you can count R.J. Barrett for Team Canada, who are playing in the World Cup. So next week we we're going we're gonna to delve into the World Cup of basketball a little bit, uh, of how the Knicks players are doing there. The season's coming quickly, so uh, we'll have start having some preseason stuff going on, and then we'll talk about our expectations for the season. So check that out again every Wednesday night, um, 8.30, YouTube, Facebook Live, um, even Twitter, all three places you can find there. All Nicked Up is the, the name of the show. And the Twitter account is at all underscore nicked underscore up. My personal account, as you guys know, is at finally 33 spell finale 33 on Twitter. I guess it's still Twitter for us. We're not calling it X yet. So, yeah, uh, <laughs> check us out. I don't out. know what to call it, to be honest if you guys, with you. Yeah, I know. If you guys want to talk to me there, talk uh, anything about the show, anything about any of the shows that I'm on, uh, I'm always open to have conversation. Um, I... For all of my followers and the people I follow, I'm always good. If I, something catches my eye, I'm going to hit you up about it. Eric uh, loves talking about BVS. I might give you crap about it. No, I really don't. <laughs> <laughs> he said that with so much pain. <laughs> You're like, no, this is the worst five years of my life. <laughs> God. Oh. You fascist. You know what would be Dude. really cool for Nicked Up? If you guys did a show on a stoop in Brooklyn in front of like so much brownstone. That well, is like the most, have a brownstone. I understand that. I'm just saying it's a very New York thing. I'm sure you could be like, hey, can I just record this? Like, I'm sure someone would let you do it. It would be. It would be cool. 
Stoop show. But we'll see. But yeah, but no, no BVS talk. I can talk about anything else, just not, not that. Oh God, I have PTSD from BVS conversations. Oh jeez, it's really bad. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I think that's it. I think that's all I want to say. Pete covered the the group, the Facebook group, guys. I I you know love the interaction there. I love people actually starting to post things in there too. Not just us; other people are posting stuff, which I love. So. uh some of you, um, we have to approve the posts. So if you don't see it right away, it's not that we're, it's not up there. We just haven't gotten to see it yet. Eric makes the rules. So yeah, sorry guys. <laughs> There's been times in other groups where people have posted things and conversations have taken the wrong turn. So I just want to make sure. Cautious government. <laughs> just like making sure that everything is cool and on the up and up, and that's all. Eric uh, likes limiting free speech. No, I don't. God, I just don't want to. I just don't want the group to go off into the wrong direction. That's all. So. Yeah. Okay. Anti-government. Antifa over here. <laughs> Which am I? Am I too controlling or am I anti-government? Which one? Purpose. It's the whole point, Eric. Make up your mind. All right. Anyway, I'm making up my mind. We're going to end this show now, unless you have something else to say. Hasbula. All right, so for Pete, I'm Eric. You're listening to Straight Outta Gotham, and we'll see you next time. Booyah!